1: You should do it because it's important for your business. It's important for your project. And actually, I believe with all my heart in my project.
0: My name is Esprit Devora, host of the Women in Tech show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I.
2: Hey, everyone. I'm Dane Higby, a brand new listener to the Women in Tech podcast. I just finished the Magdalene Huang episode in the Red Bull basement. And the best thing about it, really, is that she's still a student. Like With a lot of these podcasts and interviews, it's somebody who's already built their company or achieved that goal. And then we're looking back on how they got there. And with the women in tech, I've, I noticed in the description of some other ones, it's interviewing them as they're doing it. And that's really just kind of a breath of fresh air. It's really cool to see somebody who's still in school going through the thought process of, is this a good idea? Will it work? And then asking them about it, That. That's something that's super cool to me, and it's really interesting to listen to their perspective as it's being shaped instead of interviewing somebody who maybe they had the idea 10 years ago and they're trying to remember it. Definitely subscribed. It's just really great. Uh, You can follow me on all of the socials at danetrain05.
0: If you, too, want to connect and collaborate with more incredible women in tech, remember you can go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. We would not be able to support and celebrate women in tech around the world if it weren't for you. Thank you so much for being a listener and a fan of the show. To contribute and donate, simply go to womenintech.fm on the upper right-hand side and click Donate which empowers us to continue celebrating women in tech around the world. Thank you for being a part of our journey.
3: Command Line Heroes is an original, highly produced, award-winning podcast about the people who transform technology from the command line up, presented by Red Hat. And this is not a technical show. This is a show anyone can enjoy, featuring experts from across the industry. Season four is airing now, so subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and stick around to the end of the show to hear a sneak preview of the brand new season.
0: Okay, so we all have, you know, our ecosystem of how we, um, I'm like inside the fridge right now, and almost dropping the mason jar, of how we you know, create like a, a, the ecosystem of our companies and our sites. And so we have our groups and our social presences and our links and our mass, like all the things, right? So, of course, on the Women in Tech podcast, I have a short link, womenintechvip.com, which takes you straight to the Facebook group or is supposed to And I created it because Facebook makes it so confusing. Like, there's so many different things called the same thing. And so just, okay, I don't know how long it's been. But yesterday, I happened to go to womenintechvip.com, and it's just not working. Now, I noticed it wasn't working, I don't know, like a week ago, which is still a short time. But I didn't think much of it because I was looking on my phone. I was like, oh, it's probably because it's an in-app browser issue. And I was on Instagram or whatever. But no, it legit just wasn't working, and I have no idea how long it hasn't been working. And it's just so irritating. I mean, it could be, you guys, it could be like years that it hasn't been working. Um, I can't believe you, this is just so frustrating. So hopefully it hasn't been years. But anyway, I updated it. I haven't even checked it. You guys, Let me go check it now. I updated it in the hosting that the forwarding is working. But the point of this whole rant is check your links. Like, we all have to check our links. We have to be organized. We have to know, like, what links are in our ecosystems. And we have to do, like, regular audits. Here, let me look. Okay, I'm typing it in right now. Womenintechvip.com. Now, should forward to the Facebook, which now it does. Okay, awesome. But it's just crazy that, you know... How many episodes, how much work have I put in? How many people have wanted to connect? And from you guys telling me, like, why do you make it so hard to contribute to your podcast, to donate? Can you please just let me know where the link is? And so, okay, so I think maybe I w- had one of those fear issues, and so we started to move it up to the beginning of the episode. And now this one with the the URL not even working and... There's just so many pieces. It's just 2020 for me, really, I think like if I could choose to raise money or if I could choose to be just epically phenomenal at processes, I would choose to be epically phenomenal at processes. No joke, because you could get bazillions of dollars in, but if you don't manage the operations and all the tasks related to those bazillions of dollars well because you don't have the right systems and processes in place from team to software, that money is going to just leak out like crazy. But if you have, like this is why I just think Iman Gadzi is like one of the most amazing, amazing guides that we have to be smart business people. I mean, you guys have heard me talk about him before. If you haven't, check out on the We Are La Tech podcast. We do this phenomenal interview together. I'm just so honored he spent time with me. He's a master of processes. And working lean in a very efficient way. I admire how he's built his company so much. Here, I'll give you his Instagram. It's I-M-A-N-G-A-D-Z-H-I. And we'll include it in the show notes. He's just amazing. So check him out on Instagram. That's the main um, social platform he uses. He just created a TikTok. That's a whole nother story. But yeah, have company audit, like have it within your processes because look, I didn't and that link, which is mentioned on every single podcast episode for the Women in Tech podcast since the beginning has not been functioning. Like WTF! (laughs) Well, no, I don't know if it hasn't been functioning since the beginning, but it's been mentioned since the beginning. So it's a core part of, like, how we built our world around the podcast, and I just can't believe the short link hasn't been working. And I'm glad you guys have been finding us, despite that, on Facebook, but, like, I I just had no idea. I had no idea. And maybe it was working for some and just not working for others depending on the server. I don't think so. I think it just wasn't working. So it doesn't matter. Have an audit. Have an audit. Have an audit. Have an audit of everything that creates the world of your company or your personal brand or whatever it is that you're creating. Have all the things in your project management. We use Basecamp like whether it's your base camp I know so many people are using Notion now you have Asana you have Trello you have all Google Drive you know spreadsheets and docs whatever it is however you track things have every last element of your company tracked and then do a monthly or quarterly audit to see that everything is working well so key anyway enjoy the next episode bye The Women in Tech podcast, celebrating women in tech around the world. So excited to be here in Lithuania. Yes, with Baltic Sandbox celebrating Natasha. Hi, hi. hi. Hello. <laughs> so, Natasha, go ahead and introduce
1: yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Hi, I'm uh, Natalia slash Natasha Martinova. I'm from Russia, Moscow. I'm COO at OpenFace. It's a personalized skincare and digital diagnostic service. And also, if you think about me, I have a Master of Science degree in chemistry, and also I have a degree in finance, and, you know, I, have, I, I learned a lot, lot <laughs> in this life. So
0: you're a power woman, essentially, is what you're telling me. Uh, I hope so. You are. So we met yesterday when we were both working on how to pitch, right? Willie was teaching us um, and program here in Lithuania at the Baltic Sandbox Accelerator. And it has all these great learning sessions. And you're presenting your company, open Face And we were there learning how to pitch. What was the name of his book? At Learn Pitching for Life. Oh, pitching for Life, yeah. The author of Pitching for Life, pitchingforlife.com, was teaching us how to pitch. Uh, his name's Willie. What would you
1: say is the number one thing you learned from his workshop? Don't be afraid to speak English, especially if you're not English, it's not, not perfect. My, definitely not. It's my second language. That's why for me, it's, uh, I'm always afraid to make some mistakes and I'm sure that I make them. And uh, I use some word wrongly and forget about times because in Russia we have a quite different language. And uh, don't be afraid to, um, to be okay with it. I mean, it's it's such a powerful thing because I know how scary it is
0: to speak in a second language, especially on um, a podcast. Is this your first podcast? No, second one in English. What? <laughs> you go, girl. I love it. Look at you dominating the American and <laughs> European markets. I love it. And so um, what would you say is a way that you think about the world to overcome your fears and do things anyway?
1: Well... You should do it. You can't uh, come back to Moscow, sit in your apartment, and, okay, I'm scary, I don't know what to do. You should do it, because it's important for your business. It's important for your project. And, actually, I believe with all my heart in my project. And it's important to support my co-founders. Actually, we have three co-founders, and all of them women. That's why uh, we have this kind of sisterhood. And it's my duty to make everything which I could for our project and it's important to learn how to speak English, not too afraid to speak English. Even I know your English use your native language and I'm afraid of bits <laughs> to speak with you. But yeah, you should just push yourself. And let's talk more about your company Open Face. Where
0: are you in the development process? You said that in total there's four co founders. Three. Three, three co-founders, all women. How big is your team? Where are you guys
1: based? Tell us everything. Now we're based in Russia, but uh, now we're in the process of establishing company in Lithuania because we are going to launch in Europe market, in European market. Now we have five full-time workers and. Several part time workers and also we have a development team in Siberia in Novosibirsk, because it's cheaper for us to have it uh, of course there, yeah yeah, in Moscow and uh, we already launched in Russia in the end of October. We have first users, we have first revenue congratulations it's, yeah, it's pretty exciting, and we also have lots of feedback and we know how, how to develop our product. All this information which we receive from our customers, it's really very important.
0: There's so much rich information you're sharing. For instance, how you went from idea to actually having a product that customers wanted to buy, how you even met your co-founders, how you sourced the talent in in Siberia to have a development team. I mean, there's just so much. So
1: let's start from the beginning. How did the three of you come together to create OpenFace? Actually, my two co-founders, Dina and Chris, they work together. They know each other for some time. And last year, I was on a party, on a party in my friend's house, and uh, we met with Christina. She told me about her idea, personalised makeup, cosmetic, etc. Actually, I've been working for many years in a huge FMCG companies, like head of strategic department. That's why I knew something about market. And I understand, wow, this is a great idea. And we can rock this market together. Nice. And yeah, we go for coffee several times. And then we decided we just to do it, three of us need to do it together. Yeah, because we like to work with each other. And it was what, yeah, we understand that we want to make it together, this product together. And how did you go from idea to actually building it? I mean, that's... Crazy!
0: What was the process in that? Like, who were the first people you hired? How did you get it off of a piece
1: of paper and becoming a reality? Actually, we uh, watch a lot of uh, lectures from Y Combinators. That's why we were very inspired nice. how to do it right way. Yeah. First of all, we just built a simple landing page and we start to collect users and call them and to receive feedback from them. Then we uh, make uh, several advertising campaigns, just test campaigns to understand and, and we also call all of users receive lots of feedback from them. At the same time, we started working on our formula because it's need to time. You need to test it. You need to pass the certification process. It's a uh, need time. Uh, actually, I am uh, graduated from chemistry department. That's why I have a huge network in chemistry. And I hired uh, part-time my classmate, Victoria. Now she head of our R&D. So she has a huge experience in R&D. And she helped us lot with formula and we start to create a formula and then we start create to our methodology we hired dermatologists uh, we ask for advice what a good dermatologist in Russian. we find elmira she has a phd in dermatology and now she passed uh, internship in new new york so that's why she has an international work it's important for us she knew english well and uh, we start to develop our product, and that in this moment we understand that we need an analytic, and we hire Maria, another girl, (laughs) and actually I'm a Maria, we work together, work together in my previous startup. I was not a founder, I was CFO. it was another stage, we have a pretty big company, and I hired her, and she helped us with methodology, she helped us with analyzing all data which we have, And why our developers in Siberia? Because Kristina and Dina, she's from Novosibirsk, is actually the capital of Siberia. And uh, they have lots of contacts in in Novosibirsk. That's why we hire our developers from Novosibirsk. And how were you funding all of this in the beginning? It was our money, and then we raised money from two business angels. One is Russian business angels, and another is Russian born and raised, but now based in California, Business Angels.
0: Okay, so you raised money from Russian investors, and now we're sitting here with Baltic Sandbox in Vilnius, uh, Lithuania. What attracted you to Baltic Sandbox? Why was this the accelerator you wanted to be a part of?
1: Actually, we want to lunch in Europe and we need to contact in Europe and also we need money from Europe market and actually we already have one term sheet with uh, Europe on. Nice! But we want to receive more, if you understand, we quite ambitions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we quite ambition. And first of all, we came to Baltic Sandbox on the meetup of women and tech. Right. And we don't think about acceleration at all. We mm-hmm. just want to understand how our idea works in the Europe market. We want to receive more questions, we want to receive some feedback. And it's turned out it goes very well. Uh, we received several leads from European uh, VCs, and they sound quite interesting. And we understand that everything could work well also in the Europe market and with Baltic Sandbox we receive an opportunity to establish company in Europe it's quite costly and it's quite difficult if you have no contacts, if you have no lawyers and we understand that it's our way uh, that we should not only focus on Russian market and if it can kill you if you just focus on Russian market because right. it's quite too small. It's a huge. Market. Yeah, 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 It's a huge. It's larger than Lithuanian, but much more smaller than U.S. market, for example. I know. I
0: mean, everybody talks about scaling beyond Europe and going into the U.S. market. What has been a huge obstacle that you've successfully overcome, and how did you overcome it?
4: In the world of modern technology, we open our laptops scroll endlessly on our smartphones, send tons of data to the cloud, and we don't think twice about it. But have you ever wondered how we got to now with our personal devices? What it took were teams of engineers and programmers who had the vision and audacity to build new machines. I'm Saranyat Barak. Join me for an incredible new season of the podcast and keep on coding.
3: Season four is airing now. Subscribe to Command Line Heroes today, wherever you get your podcasts.
0: What has been a huge obstacle that you've successfully overcome and how did you overcome it? Well,
1: it's uh, lots of... Actually, <laughs> We have some problem with manufacturing because you need to wait a raw material for two months and you need to find manufacturer which can produce a very small bunch because we have no money at all. We should produce only a small bunch. It, it was hard to negotiate during it. And actually, it's a funny story. One times our manufacturing... We have a carton box yeah. for our items and they managed somehow managed to to make it upside down right. and all texts uh, which should be inside was outside the box and when I uh, come to this manufacturing case, I just don't know what to say right because they do everything wrong and uh, our team should change uh, to, should build this uh, box another way right, right. Uh, yeah, it uh, takes a lot of time and also we have a very hard period almost two months when we have no money at all Right, we have no salaries, and also we have no money to pay to our workers, yeah, but just they stay with us, and we are very grateful for it we We have no money at all, we have no so your team stayed with you, even though uh, yeah, without no, money that's, yeah. okay, wait, let's pause there,
0: like what was it about your company culture that inspired them to stay with you, even though you were going through a hard financial time?
1: First of all, they work on the product, uh, which really works. And they see the result. Uh, they see the result from the clients, and it's very inspiring uh, when clients send us uh, the words of uh, it's how they la- like it, and they send the photos. It's important. And uh, the second, I think our workers can trust it, and we quite open with them, but show them that we have no money. Sorry, really is difficult situation, but we can go through it. And we will support you, we help you to find some another side, a job side project when you can receive some money, etc. cetera. It's important. I mean, this is just really, it's so important
0: to understand just how critical having a great product and a strong mission with your company is essential for having a loyal team. And now where is your company today
1: and where do you want to see it go? Actually, now we have money. <laughs> <laughs> to pay how much did you raise? We raised a 50k and uh, but US, US, yeah. yeah. And now we have a term sheet for 250k, uh, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, actually, we wanna merge term, term sheet because we wanna have some bargaining power on our side. Yeah, look at, at, at you, negotiator. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, and uh, now we have a first revenue from Russian market and we want to be wanna grow this revenue. We will start a huge uh, marketing media company in December in Russian media. Uh, because we, uh, Christina, my another founder, she has a huge network and uh, we receive lots of media coverage, we hope. And it was uh, very useful. And also, uh, we're going to start our first test on the Nordic market. We understand that it will be even more harder for us because we don't know this market well. We have always a language barrier. This is another culture. And it's uh, even harder on this market to build the trust. But we need to do it because it's our responsibility before we invest to build a huge company. Yeah. It's, and it's important for us too. It's just another task and another journey. You know, I'm a big fan of this book by Joseph Campbell, Hero with Thousand Faces. Uh, that's why I think that it's just another journey. I love it. And we'll include that book, Hero with a Thousand Faces. Is that
0: it? Heroes with Thousand Faces by Joseph Campbell. And we'll include it in the show notes. What is your favorite
1: tech tool, software, website, app? Wow. It's a complicated question. (laughs) I don't know. It's site. I prefer if you speak about US sites, it's Vox Media. Actually, I read it. Vox Media? Vox, Vox, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I read it. Yeah almost every day. It's my news uh, Facebook feed. Wow. About my favorite app, I don't know. Uh, probably it's a bank app because actually I work as a CFO and I have financial education. <laughs> a bank app.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, money is important. So to connect with uh, Natasha further, make sure if you want personalized skincare, go to openface.me and to connect with Natasha, what's best? Do, should they connect with you of
1: email, LinkedIn, social? E- email or Facebook. You can find me on Facebook.
0: So for e- email you can go to natasha at openface.me that's n-a-t-a-s-h-a at openface.me o-p-e-n F-A-C-E dot me or you could look her up on LinkedIn by going to Natalie right Natalie um, Martinova is that how you say it Martinova Martinova and that's N-A-T-A-L-I-E last name M-A-R-T-Y-N-O-V-A on LinkedIn thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast the last thing I want to ask is what is the best piece of advice
1: that you've ever gotten well never give up I think it's if you want to build something think if you want to build stuff, the best advice is never give up. And another very important advice take care of yourself if you're not care of yourself no one can care about you you can be burned out, you can be very tired but you should care of yourself and uh, you know this is the words from the plane first put mask on you then yeah. on your child always think about yourself think about sports think about sleep everything It's I love it. it's critical yeah thank you thank you
0: thank you for hanging out with the women in tech podcast to connect and collaborate with more incredible women in tech around the world remember you could go to the women in tech facebook group at women in tech that's womenintechvip.com say hello on social at Women in Tech show on Twitter on Instagram on social I will see you guys talk to you guys here you
1: guys in the next episode bye thank you hi this is Natalia Martinova co-founder of Open Face personalized skin care and digital skin diagnostic based in Moscow Russia and you're listening Women in Tech
3: I'd like to tell you about an all new season of Command Line Heroes a podcast presented by Red Hat No one ever said hardware was easy. In season four, Command Line Heroes is telling seven special stories about people and teams who dared to change the rules of hardware and in the process, changed how we all interact with technology.
4: In the world of modern technology, we open our laptops, scroll endlessly on our smartphones, send tons of data to the cloud, and we don't think twice about it. But have you ever wondered how we got to now with our personal devices? And what it took to get here? There
3: was this blue box on a table. And he said, well, here it is. I said, well, what is it? He said, it's a microcomputer.
4: What it took were teams of engineers and programmers who had the vision and audacity to build new machines. These machines, they revolutionized our lives and blew the doors open to what was possible.
3: How many people here had a computer versus how many people intended to get one? Only one or two people actually had them. And they would bring them to the club meeting. What are you going to do with it? And nobody had an answer.
4: The key thing about timesharing was that the computer needed some way of being able to sort of stop its own clock.
3: The uh, creators of the floppy drives are not household names by any means. If it wasn't for that, PCs would have been adopted
4: much more slowly. This January 28th, we launched Season 4 of Command Line Heroes, an original podcast for Red Hat. And this season, it's all about the hardware. We'll hear the stories behind some iconic machines and the people who dared to create them. I was
0: the kid that always took things apart, took my older sister's toys apart. This
2: is just another bag on the side of the eclipse, a skin job.
3: Nope, this is a whole new machine. The process of passing the tapes around and encouraging and building upon each other's results is really what made the personal computer industry.
4: We're exploring mini computers, mainframes, the first personal computers, floppies, early smartphones, and game consoles. And we're also going to hear how the community ethos that drove those early hardware heroes to build those machines still exists today in the open source hardware movement.
2: The values of sharing are still there. I mean, it's in the entire open source community. The machine, in a way, was kind of a bit character. It was the people who were the real guts of what it was about.
4: I'm Saran Barak. Join me for an incredible new season of the podcast. And keep on coding. So thank you, and uh, eat your sandwiches.
3: Season 4 is airing now. Subscribe to Command Line Heroes today, wherever you get your podcasts.
0: The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo.
3: Edited by Adam Carroll. Show notes by Carl Marty.
0: And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production.